Hey everybody, welcome to the Song Revolution Podcast, brought to you by Nashville Christian Songwriters. Nashville Christian Songwriters exists to empower Christian songwriters worldwide. I'm John Chisholm, and this podcast exists to bring you valuable songwriting insights, inspiration, interviews, and just all-around good fun with some of the greatest songwriters, producers, arrangers, artists, and creatives, and beyond. You can find out a whole lot more about us at NashvilleChristianSongwriters.com. Hey everybody, John Chisholm here for the Song Revolution podcast. I hope you guys are having an amazing day wherever you are. It's a stormy day here in Nashville today, and it's just the day before this is being released, so pretty recently, yesterday, Friday, and now you're listening to me, so it's today, Saturday, but yesterday... Today when I'm recording, wait, I'm so confused. What day is it? Okay, anyway, it's Friday and we're having storms here in Nashville. My dogs have been scared and, uh, you know, it's like they get kind of rowdy when uh, they get scared and uh, nothing much that I can do about it. But anyway, it's good to have you here with me on the show today. And uh, today's going to be a great show. It's all about co-writing, what to know and what to to bring co-writing is just the rage here in Nashville. We were we've actually been doing it for a long, long time, but a lot of songs really have two, three, four, even five or more songwriters these days. And I don't know if that means people have less talent and they're having to combine their talents to get great songs these days. I'm not sure, but anyway, co-writing is fun. I love co-writing because I just love to be with people and it's fun and it's a great social thing for me. I've been writing with uh, the amazing David. Baroni and Kenna West. Uh, Kenna is, uh, she's crazy good. I mean, she's had 30 number one songs and counting. David and I have a song in a hymnal, a couple of hymnals called Oh Mighty Cross, and we're not even dead yet. So love writing with David. He and I have written dozens and dozens of songs. Some of my favorite songs I've written with David Baroni, and he's one of our NCS coaches. And Kenna West is going to be with us in the fall when we announce our next NCS weekend intensive. So speaking of of. Hey, you guys, so many amazing things have been happening here at NCS. There's just so much momentum. So, man, so, so many great things. I, I, I can't even begin to recount all the great things that are going on here. And I'm so glad that you're part of it by listening here to the Song Revolution podcast. But we just had our third NCS weekend intensive. It was uh, just about three weeks ago. I'm still recovering from it, actually, but it's it's so it was so cool. We had about 30 songwriters from all over the nation, as far away as uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, and the West Coast. We had people from Canada, eh? And just a lot of fun. It was off the chains. Kenna West, David Baroni, Gene Ezel, Rob Frazier, who was in Petra, Robert Till, great songwriter, business partner of mine, great guy, was with us. And we had, I'm leaving somebody out, Rob Corona, one of our NCS coaches, and myself, we coached all the songwriters. We had three hands-on coaching sessions where we gave immediate and powerful feedback for every song that was brought. Actually, every attendee got to bring three songs. And I had everybody email them in early. I went through every single song. Yes, I did. And then I divvied them out to all the different coaches. And we had three hour and 15 minute coaching sessions where we went around our groups and uh, all the attendees got to experience three different coaches and three different groups. We had Cindy Morgan and Jenny Owens do a private 
uh, songwriters and the round kind of thing on Friday night. It was fantastic. We had a barbecue dinner at Centricity Music with our great friend A&R legend, John Mays, who is Lauren Daigle's uh, A&R guy. And you know what? That album, Lauren Daigle's first album went platinum. Oh my gosh. And John told me yesterday in a meeting where we were sitting outside at Sonic drinking some sweet tea uh, that uh, he's just turned in Lauren's second record. So everybody's on pins and needles. It's going to be fun to see what happens with Lauren. Good luck. God bless Lauren and John and the entire Centricity gang. But we had a barbecue dinner on Thursday night during our intensive and John shared on the six stages of creativity, and it was off the chains, you guys. I mean, the guy's brilliant. He's the longest-lasting A&R director in Christian music. He's worked with everybody, and everybody loves John May. So, John, here's a big shout-out to you. Thank you for all that you bring to Nashville Christian Songwriters. We're going to be announcing very soon when the next NCS Weekend Intensive is going to be. I've actually got the venue already reserved. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and let it out of the bag. We're shooting for September 27, 28, and 29, and that's three days of incredibly intense teaching from yours truly. Mike Harland from Lifeway was with us last time. We're going to try to get Mike back. John Mays, of course, is Centricity if he's available that weekend. And we're going to have some exciting artists and great NCS coaches to serve you and help you to step into the shoes of your songwriting destiny. So the NCS Weekend Intensive is an amazing event. But in the meantime, even if you're not able to come to Nashville, we have been in the middle of relaunching our NCS membership. Now, listen, true confession, full disclosure, we've learned a lot from our first year as a membership. We launched it last June, June 16, and we did kind of a big buildup to it and really tried to get people interested in it because my whole calling, you guys, is to download my 30 plus years of songwriting expertise, experience, and success into you you. So we're trying to do that with the podcast, of course, and then our membership, which we have recently also uh, changed. We've tweaked it and, and we turned it into a new monthly pricing option. Uh, at the beginning, I was like, okay, you guys, 200 bucks up front, do it. Bam, there you go. And we've since kind of softened on that. Okay, I'm so sorry. You know, okay, forgive me. But now, you know, because that's a lot of money for some folks. So we have now decided to offer it at $16.99. If you want to do the monthly pricing option, if you want to pay up front, it comes out to $179.88. Yes, that's $179.88 in uh, one lump sum, but that averages out to be like $14.99 a month. So averages, right? If you want to pay it all up front. So that's there for you. And I just want you to check that out at NashvilleChristianSongwriters.com. Click the big gold button that says join us and you can read all about NCS membership. But here's the cool thing, you guys really want to know about, okay? Not only do you get past masterclasses and videos and uh, articles that are in-depth, extensive, informative, and inspirational, you also get a masterclass. I'll get it out of my mouth in a second. You get a new masterclass every single month. This is 90 minutes of incredible stuff, okay? I'm inviting my great friends like Craig Adams just did one in June for us on modern worship writing. And that guy's brilliant. Let me tell you, he is the creative director at Lifeway who publishes thousands of songs, you guys. You need to know about Lifeway and you need to be able to pitch and write songs for Lifeway, right? And so Craig just did a great 
great job for us on modern worship writing. It, was, it wasn't just informative, although it was that. It was really encouraging, and he's just a great guy. So here's a big shout out to Craig Adams at Lifeway. But when you join NCS membership, it's really like paying $16.99 a month for 90-minute powerhouse A-level top shelf master classes to help you grow as a songwriter. So you can't find a master class of this caliber for $16.99 anywhere else in the world. I don't care where you're looking. So anyway, it's great. We love it, but we've been listening to you, our members, and we've tweaked it, and it's just getting better and better and better. And so these, you know, we're hosting these freedom members only master classes each month that you don't want to miss. Okay, now let me tell you this. All right, here's the deal: if you're not a member of NCS membership yet, during the month of July, all successful Christian songwriter members, which is our Facebook group. And if you're not a member of successful Christian songwriters, you can jump over there right now. It's a free Facebook group. You get one month free NCS membership when you sign up for a year. And here's the coupon code. I'm going to post this over at successful Christian songwriters. I'm getting out of breath just thinking about it. SCS 2018. How's that for a brilliant coupon code? There you go. So if you're not a member, jump over to Successful Christian Songwriters on Facebook. Absolutely free. You don't have to pay to get in there at all. It's a great place for posting your songs. We have over 5,000 members at Successful Christian Songwriters. So go over there, jump in, and use the coupon code SCS 2018 to join NCS membership, and you get one month free. So there you go. There's a little gift from us. One more tiny little commercial before we jump into our content about co-writing for today, and that is that we don't really put our NCS bootcamp on the website. If you want to hear about an eight-week intense coaching and mentoring personalized program for you as a songwriter, you need to get on the phone with me. I'm the only way in. I'm the way, the door, the truth, and the life into, oh, that's so bad. I shouldn't have even said that. But I'm the way in to the NCS boot camp. It's invitation only, and it only happens by a personal conversation with me. So if you're interested in that, I'm going to ask you to contact Benita, that's B-E-N, ITA at NashvilleChristianSongwriters.com and set up a 90-minute interview with me. Now, you got to be ready, guys. I mean, if this is something you really want, then you're going to need to be ready to talk real business, real songwriting, mentoring, coaching, and we'll get it going for you. NCS Bootcamp cuts off years the learning curve and gets you ramped up to where you want to be. All right, so those are three great things. I'm so excited about today's content. I I just love what we do. I mean, I got to say this every week. I love what we do here at NCS. This is my destiny. I, I've had such a, an amazing career. Uh, you know, Stephen Curtis Chapman's had a better one, I guess, but um, eh, I'm so jealous. No, I'm, I'm really not. I used to, well, okay, maybe I am. I used to think I wanted to be Stephen Curtis, but then I realized one day, mm, we already have one, so I need to be me. And so here I am just being me and being silly on this podcast. <laughs> but uh, I don't even know why I said all that. But I love what I do. I love getting to download uh, all this great, not just content, it's not just material, but it's a, it's a way of 
being a songwriter. You know, you can get all kinds of tips, tricks, and hacks and still not be a great songwriter because your own heart and soul aren't really involved. You're just trying to get recognized for your talents instead of really serving people at their point of need. And so by God's grace, by his providence and his sovereignty, I get to do that. I get to meet you right where you need songwriting inspiration, information, and coaching and mentoring. This is what I get to bring to you. This is my gift. And I'm so excited today to be able to bring that to you. And I love Stephen Curtis. He's a great guy. So anyway, let's get into the intro for this episode today. And and that is that to be a songwriter in Nashville these days is to co-write. You know, there's been a, a saying forever, you know, that I've known for 35 years that writing is rewriting. But I think sometimes today we could say writing is co-writing. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe writing is rewriting in the co-writing. I don't know, but co-writing is definitely here to stay. It's not going to be going away anytime soon. Now, if you've not really become familiar yet with co-writing, To co-write can mean any combination of writing lyrics and melodies with one, two, three, even more people to accomplish a song. Just pull up CCLI Top 25 and look at how many songs, how few songs have just one songwriter. Most songs these days have two or more Some of the biggest songs have three, four, five different writers. When you look at some of the great Chris Tomlin songs, you see people's names like Louis Giglio and Ed Cash, and um, there's some others that I'm not thinking of right now. But you you see many names on these songs, and sometimes you you think, well, why are there so many? Uh, And you know, there are different reasons for that. Uh, Co-writing is a collaborative effort. It's something that is synergistic. Uh, There are some jokes about, you know, walking through a a co-write room, a co-writing room and getting 5% just because you walk through and, you know, tweaking a word here, a little melody there and getting a percentage. And, you know, there's all kinds of ways that that can go. But, you know, and even though you might not have heard much about it or experiencing it, it really has existed for a long time. Now, I don't know if uh, King David and Asaph were, you know, ever co-writers, but it's been around for decades and many great songwriting duos, uh, You know, on the general marketplace side, such as Alan and Marilyn Bergman, who wrote amazing hits for all kinds of people, Bernie Taupin and Elton John, Burt Bacharach and Hal David, and then here's a here's a little three writer thing here with the Bee Gees, Barry Robin and Maurice Gibb, uh, Jerry Goffin and Carol King, and the list just goes on and on and on. And once you're aware of it, you start seeing it's like, oh my goodness, you know, so few people are self contained these days. I mean, maybe people like Ed Sheeran, I don't think he co-writes, maybe he does, but he's such a monster artist and, you know, the way that he's developed his artistry, it's kind of all him, I suppose. Uh, You'll have to go check me on that little fact. I know that for me, my biggest songs were co-writes. I just alluded a moment ago to Almighty oh Cross that I wrote with David Baroni. And David, again, is just a master writer. He's he's just crazy good. Uh, he can write the longest choruses in history and you still love them. It's amazing. He just can, he has this ability. Uh, David, I love you. Here's a big shout out to David Baroni, one of my dear friends here in Nashville and, and a dear friend for many, many years. And we've written many other things 
things, but Almighty Cross is our it's our biggest copyright, and uh, just so thankful for the gifts that he brings. I have written a missions song uh, that has gone around the world called Our Heart. Our heart, our desire is to see the nation's worship. Written in about an hour and a half with my buddy George Searcy when uh, he and I were both down at Integrity Music way back in the day when it was down in Mobile, Alabama, where it started with a banjo on my knee many, many years ago, but George is an amazing melody writer and lyric writer. He And I also wrote a song called Christ Above Me uh, that has been in use for, well, I think, since 1994. It's a little bit more of a liturgical song written out of an ancient document called The Breastplate of St. Patrick. Uh, go look that up, a kind of a fourth century extant piece that you can go look at. Uh, Of course, you might know the legend of St. Patrick, uh, but the song goes, Christ above me, Christ beside me, Christ within me ever guiding, Christ behind me, Christ before, Christ my love, my life, my Lord. It's lower than that. I just kind of sped it up because I'm singing it a cappella, but it's been used quite extensively and uh, also wrote a, a big communion song with my dear friend Nancy Gordon, who is the uh, co-writer of songs like Firm Foundation, Because We Believe, uh, on and on and on. But she and I co-wrote a song called I Come Expecting Jesus to meet me in this place. Beautiful communion song. And, and Nancy had already written the chorus pretty much. And uh, I came and helped came along and helped her finish out the verses and harmonized it and finalized the song. And it is such a gift. And it's been used many, many, many times. So, so thankful for the co-writing experience that I've been able to have. And then as a publisher, I've also helped connect people as co-writers, Don Moen and Claire Cloninger have written dozens of songs together, and that was a great pairing uh, that I did at Integrity when I was there. And uh, they've uh, they they went on to write many many wonderful songs. I don't even know how many, but some great great songs. They wrote a song for my 1994 Integrity album, which was called Firm Foundation. They wrote a song that Don has Don Moen has gone on to sing many many times and recorded it called I Offer My Life. And that song. Was was really written out of my testimony. I shared with them. I'm uh, here. I am taking credit for the song. I didn't write any of it, but uh, they knew that this album was coming up, and they wrote this song. The chorus goes, "Lord, I offer my life to you. Everything I've been through, use it for your glory. Lord, I offer my days to you, lifting." my praise to you as a pleasing sacrifice. Lord, I offer you my life. I don't know how many uh, podcasts have I even sung to you guys on? <laughs> and here I've sung three or four songs. But, you know, a lot of those songs were written back in a season when uh, melodies were much more melodic. I mean, you know, crazy. Uh, a lot of our worship people have kind of followed suit with people like Taylor Swift, who write a lot of one note melodies. If you go study uh, the songs on her 1989 record, I think about nine of them 
have one note melodies or where one note melodies are pretty prominent. But um, Craig Adams, when he was on our master class for the NCS membership last month, he was predicting the return of melody. And you know, I'm old enough now, guys, where I've seen you know what uh, what what has gone out of style a decade or two before just has a way of coming back. You know, like bell bottoms and hippie beads or whatever, right? And so I love the fact that he's predicting, and I, I just want to jump right in. I think we need some melody. We need great, beautiful, romantic melodies coming back into church music and especially into modern worship. So you modern worship guys and girls out there, get melodic, all right? Get melodic with us. Help us to feel something again and not just be staccato, one-note wonders. We're going to take just a quick break and talk about something that I think is going to be very valuable for you as a Christian songwriter. So check it out. Do you feel like God's given you a bunch of songs, but you don't know what to do with them? Do you feel like you've got a real call on your life to write, but you're clueless about where to start? Or maybe you've got writer's block and you're wondering if you'll ever get the creative juices flowing again. Well, we've got you covered with NCS Membership. NCS membership is all about community and how to grow in this calling you feel deep inside to be heard. We get it. We know that you just want to honor God with your talents and be a good steward of what he's given you. And that's why NCS membership could be your next right step to grow, learn, be challenged, get connected, and ultimately fulfill your dreams to glorify God and reach others with the same passion you feel. It's designed to help you tell your story and to reach listeners who will love your songs. With your NCS membership, you'll receive two free song critiques, 24-7 access to valuable masterclasses on topics such as modern hymn writing, worship writing, song form, lyric development, and recording home demos, as well as discounts for other NCS products and a deep connection into a community of creatives who get you. There are a lot of songwriters out there, so you need to be the best you can be to stand out, be heard, and become the songwriter you were born to be. Just go to NashvilleChristianSongwriters.com now to check out all the great benefits of becoming part of a decidedly Christian community of songwriters from all over the world. NCS Membership, your next right step to being heard. Well, I just hope that you'll take advantage of that and check it out. All right, we bring you good stuff here on the Song Revolution podcast. So back to our episode. So I'm very thankful for uh, the songs that I've been able to co-write and that have really seriously, with no exaggeration, have been able to reach tens of thousands, if not millions of people. And so I think that there's strength in co-writing. And we're going to talk about that as we move on through our content for today. So each of the songs that I just referred to uh, with Baroni and George Searcy and with um, uh, Nancy and with others uh, really had their own unique stories of origin. And, um, you know, I think it'd be important uh, to, to just think back on your songs and, and wonder and maybe ask yourself, maybe even journal a little bit about the, the origin of those uh, songs and why you wrote them. I was on a uh, cl- uh, potential client call this morning and I was asking the guy that I was talking to, what is your mission? You know, what is the mission of your songwriting? And he really couldn't tell me. And I think that's where a lot of songwriters are. They don't really 
have these unique stories about their songs or why they're even writing their songs. And I think that's important. It's uh, not really off topic because, you know, when you go into a co-write, you know, I think it'd be great to know what you're doing, right? To know why you're doing what you're doing and to really have a a vision for what this co-write is going to be about. Well, let me give you a little bit more background. Uh, When I was uh, at... uh, Star Song, when I was vice president of publishing for the Gaithers, I, w- I served with the Gaithers for about seven years and was mentored by them, if nothing uh, but, you know, by hanging around and being with them. Although I remember so many distinct times when I presented a song to Mr. Gaither and received amazing feedback, sometimes in a look, sometimes sometimes in one phrase, uh, like, who's going to care about this song in 100 years? Yeah, that, those things really formed some of the basic principles of songwriting and creativity and art that I hold to this day and that are the founding principles of NCS and how I work with clients. It's like I I, I, I just really think that those uh, principles I learned have been North Stars to me, just guiding me in the way that I work with people to help them see that, uh, you know, the need for greater ideas, bigger ideas, more profound and lasting ideas. But let's get back to co-writing. Okay. So when I was VP at Starsong under the Gaithers for those seven years, um, there was quite a bit of co-writing, but it really, I don't think it was at the fevered pitch that it is today or or as ubiquitous, if I can use that great big word. Um, I don't think it was quite as not, I mean, it was common, I guess, but now it's kind of like the norm, right? And uh, by the time I moved to Integrity, it was becoming more common, and I began to promote it uh, among the Integrity music writers. Now, Paul Balash and Ed Carr wrote hundreds of songs together, literally, and they were already a songwriting team out of Texas, East Texas, uh, before they came on with Integrity, before we signed them over there. But I began to, like I said earlier, get people like Don Moen and Claire Cloninger together and uh, all these other songwriters to help them to really strengthen one another as iron sharpens iron and just leaning into the strengths of one another. And I think that that's really, really great. And I don't think that you should ever stop writing on your own, but realizing that uh, when you co-write, you have the opportunity to work within your own best gifts. And so there are some benefits of of co-writing. Of course there are. Uh, the big picture is that your co-writer may be stronger musically or lyrically, or maybe not. Maybe you're the one who is stronger, but they bring a certain kind of quality to the co-write, right? They bring a certain kind of creativity. Maybe they're stronger at identifying big ideas. You know, Nancy Gordon, Nancy, here's a big shout out to you. Nancy just had this knack for big ideas, like Because We Believe. Now, there have been some Creed songs since the one uh, that we recorded back in the 90s, but she had, she was one of the first I ever heard thinking about big ideas, firm foundation, for instance, or Come Expecting Jesus, I referred to earlier, and so many other big songs that Nancy, you know, had the initial idea and then got with a co-writer to flesh things out. So that's a real strength of Nancy's. And so I've, I've watched as I've worked with different writers and see that 
each rider has his or her own strength, right? And so when you get with someone, you have the opportunity to shine. And I think that's really, really great. And I, I think the other reason to write with somebody is you just enjoy hanging out with them and it's fun to write together. I have a great time with all of my collaborators. Now, there's there have been some times that I've gotten with a co-writer just because they've had big hits, right? Maybe I didn't know them very well. Uh, it wasn't anyone that I particularly managed or whatever, and I've gotten with them because they've written big songs, because they're influencers in the industry or something. And you know what, you guys? It rarely works. It doesn't really work for me because maybe my motive wasn't quite holy enough or something. Maybe I just wanted to use their credentials or jump on their little, you know, uh, wagon, bandwagon and, and ride that a little bit. And you know what? I, I've rarely come out with anything great. But when I I love being with someone, when I enjoy what I'm doing with someone, when it's fun and I, I love them or at least like them a lot, you know, that makes it, that makes a whole difference for me because I start feeling energized and creative with this person. And uh, there have been a few times, like I, I wrote with uh, Kenna and David just last week, and we're going to be finishing up a song this coming week. And when I get in a room like that, there's just something that makes me want to work at a higher level. Sometimes when I'm alone and I'm, you know, unless I get an idea that just totally jazzes me out, I kind of tend to like be pretty lazy about it. But when I know I've got a co-write coming up or when I get in a co-write in particular, it makes me want to operate at a higher level. It just pulls more out of me, right? And so I think that's a really, really good reason to get with people who do challenge you. And, and sometimes writing relationships can kind of go stale and maybe you bring in somebody else or maybe you just don't write with that person for a while and then come back to them at a later season. All those kinds of things happen when you've been writing for a long time. So the benefits of co-writing really are tapping into greater knowledge, greater inspiration, greater talent, uh, maybe more skill on a, mus a musical instrument or uh, someone who just really can think through lyric development at a level that you've not quite and quite gotten to, quite and quite and got to, is that even, that's not even an English word, is it? <laughs> that you haven't gotten to yet. And so, you know, you get to tap into that. And so it's awesome. So those are the benefits, not to mention just uh, the encouragement and maybe connections and, you know, maybe some great things that you, some great other networks, some other great networks, I'll get it out in a second, some other great networks open up for you that would not have ordinarily opened up can become yours. But let me warn you, there are some challenges to co-writing. You know, even, like I said a minute ago, even people who've written together for a long time can face challenges. You know, life circumstances change. People can get moody. You know, maybe they go through a bad season or a divorce or a death or who knows, you know, or just getting older. I don't know. But it's sometimes priorities can shift and change. And it's just not always easy to make creativity happen. I mean, it's true. I mean, creativity is not necessarily a button you can push. Um, we've, we've talked to uh, Tony Wood, who's, he's also now had 30 number one songs. And I think uh, I love so much what he says about inspiration. He says, the difference, the difference between me and you is that you wait for inspiration to write, but I write until I 
find the inspiration or something very close to that. And I love that. And uh, he knows the discipline of songwriting very, very well. Another challenge in co-writing is learning the alpha roles, right? Finding the balance of power in a room. Who's going to be more dominant? I mean, who's going to be the one who puts their foot down and argues about a lyric or even a word or sometimes even a syllable? Who's going to drive the melodic development? Who's going to to say, no, I don't want to write that style, or I think it needs to go in a different tempo or a different key. You know, how are you going to work those things out? And so you have to work through them, and it can be challenging sometimes. Uh, there's the concept of carrying your weight in a co-write that's very, very important. Now, sometimes you find yourself in a situation where you are writing up, you know, like there was kind of the contrast of writing up or writing down with, uh, you know, different different people that you're writing with. Like if I get with someone who is much more advanced musically than I am, then they're having to write down to my level or call me up to theirs, right? And I find that when I'm in a, a room with people because of, of my experience and expertise, a lot of times people will defer to me uh, for lyric development or the maybe kind of the final say. And then here's the flip side of it, you guys, is that a lot of times I will find myself really uncomfortable because the rest of the writers in the room, let's just say there might be two others, seem, they seem to be settling. They seem to be cheaping out, if you know what I mean, cheapening out cheap, cheap. They kind of cheap out, right? Like little chicks, because it feels to me sometimes like they're settling for lesser lyrics than I would be happy with. And I have to decide in that moment, am I going to be a butt and argue about this thing? I've never said butt on the podcast. But anyway, there's always, there's always a first time, right? But am I going to be a butt and and argue with them and stand up like and really argue with them about you know making it a, a lyric that would be up to my standards or am I going to compromise and say you know what guys I just need to go on record saying that I don't feel the best about that but if you guys want that then I'm going to be part of the team, right? So you have all those kinds of decisions to make when you're co-writing. You have to really establish uh, who's who, who's what, uh, you know, mob mentalities and all that do apply, you know, when it comes to co-writing. So you have to just kind of find that chemistry, find the thing that works for you. And if you get into a bad situation, then you can always bow out, right? You can always just say, okay, well, you know what? You guys can do with the song what you want, and but thanks. I think I'm going to need to move on. And that's awkward. It's not fun, but it does happen from time to time. So those are some general ideas about co-writing. But I want to take a little bit of time to get into the process of co-writing and actually give you some things that you can take notes on today. And maybe I'll get uh, Bryant, our podcast producer, to put these notes in the um, show notes maybe or a link to them or something because I think that they might be helpful to you if co-writing is new to you. And so I've already been alluding to some of this. We'll, we'll kind of sum it up in this. Okay, so here's the process of co-writing. Number one, there's always that discovery period. 
can I really write effectively with this person? And this gets established over time. It gets settled over time. It, it's not always going to be instantaneous. And you have to weigh out how this works. What are the benefits of working with this person? Did they dig it? You know, it's kind of like dating in a way. I haven't dated in 40 years because I've been married 38. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's like kind of like what I, I think dating is supposed to be about, you know, where you, you're kind of checking each other out. You're kind of like, okay, can this work? Can we form a partnership with words and melodies and make this thing work? But there is that discovery period, right? You're just you're just kind of figuring it out, deciding on some alpha roles and all those kinds of things, and getting you know, just getting your feet wet on um, how this is going to work. And then number two, okay, so you've got a co-write on the calendar. Now what? Well, whether it's Skype or in person or FaceTime or however you do it, here's what you should walk in with, okay? So this is number two, what you should walk in with, okay? A notebook, duh, or an iPhone with at least six to ten strong ideas about what you hope to write, okay? Don't go in unless you're an absolute professional and you just you know, you can afford to do this. Don't go in empty headed. Go in with at least six to 10 ideas that you feel are strong, strong hooks, strong ideas, or at least some strong feeling about where you want to write. What kind of song do you want to write? What kind of ideas? What kind of, of a genre? What kind of hook? If the, just whatever you can walk in with, walk in with six to 10 strong ideas on, in your notebook or on your iPhone. And if possible, walk in with a handful of half-written lyrics. You don't have to have a whole lyric, right? But go in with as much as you can, all right? But always try to give room for your co-writer to help catch the vision and finish the song with you, right? Don't go in saying, well, I've got this song written, but you know, can you just help me tweak a line or two? That's not really co-writing, that's editing, right? So don't do that to your co-writer. Go in with something half written, some strong ideas, but then some half written lyric ideas. I was at a co-writing retreat recently uh, sponsored by Joel Lindsay, who's a word songwriter and a publisher in his own right and written hundreds and hundreds of songs, Dove Award winning, just a great guy, great friend. And uh, Joel has a an invitation only co-writing retreat that I go to twice a year and where you actually literally draw names out of a hat and you don't know who you're going to be writing with that day. And you do two sessions and then in the evening, uh, we all sit around and play the songs and applaud each other and encourage each other. And a lot of songs have gotten published out of those retreats. He's had them for a decade or more, and it's such a privilege. Joel, here's a great big shout out to you, dude. You're doing such a great job, and you encourage so many. But I went recently back in May, and uh, I got paired with the inimitable Sue C. Smith, who's written 93 musicals for Brentwood Benson. Man, I'm dropping a lot of names today. Hey, Sue. Sue is going to be on the podcast coming up in the next few weeks. I've already recorded a great episode with Sue, and we just love Sue, uh, and she's she crushes it. She's just crazy, amazing. But I got paired with Sue and a guy named Daryl Williams, and we 
wrote three songs in a two-hour period. And how did we do that? We did that because Daryl walked in with two half-written songs. He already had a great hook. He already had a great first verse. And we, Sue and I, just helped him craft second verses and bridges. And bam, we had two fully written songs. And then we wrote another one totally from scratch. And it was really, really fun. And Daryl went home and demoed them and they just sound like a million bucks. So really, really, really excited about that. But that's a that's just a good example. We accomplished more because he walked in with some things already half written. So, you know, have some strong direction on why you want to write these ideas. Uh, You know, some artist is looking for a song with that theme, or you want to sing it, or it just fits a sermon series in your church or something. Be sure and have a laptop or your um, tablet or maybe even old-fashioned pen and paper. I don't deal well with just the phone. Um, Ironically, that uh, co-writing with Daryl and Sue, my laptop was dead and there was no power to be had. I didn't have my power cord. It was so stupid. And I was so handicapped. We got through it anyway, but it wasn't fun. So be sure and open up or share a Google Doc so that everybody in the room can see the lyric. And that would be very, very helpful. All right, so number three, take turns sharing your ideas and start in on the one that feels the most agreeable to everybody, whether you're in a room with two or three people. Make sure that you guys really have agreement, right? And so uh, another uh, co-write at Joel's retreat recently, I wound up being paired with Val Dacus and um, uh, and with Helga and uh, a lady named Helga, and uh, I'm spacing out on her last name. And I'm so sorry, Helga. If you ever hear this, I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to go back and look. But Helga and Val and I wound up in a room writing. And uh, I've written with Val before. She's a great songwriter, great singer. And this is my first time writing with Helga. But we tossed out a few ideas. Uh, We took turns going around the room and tossing out different ideas that we were kind of working on in our minds out of our hook books and out of our laptops or whatever. And I just thought, you know, I'd really like to pray before we we write together. And so I sat down at the keyboard and just started kind of playing some soft, pretty, you know, arpeggios and stuff. And I just started praying, Lord, one more time, we just bring you uh, the burdens that we have in our hearts today. And one more time, we just realize that these songs are yours and that our lives really belong to you. And one more time, we just surrender. And I went on, blah, 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 blah. One more time this, one more time that, one more time this, one more time that. And I didn't even know I was doing it, you guys. I didn't even realize that I was saying that so many times. And when I said, amen, Helga says, well, I guess we know what we're writing. (laughs) And I said, what? And she said, we need to write that. Oh, I said, what? And she said, one more time. And so we wound up with a song. I I don't know if I've sung it on the podcast yet, but it turned out so cute. It's kind of a Southern gospel opener. And if I can remember it, it goes, one more time, I'm going to bring my burden. One more time, I'm going to lay it all down. One more time, I'm going to hold on to the promise. Your great faithfulness can still be found. 
found Every morning when I wake up in your mercy Every evening when I close my eyes It's your goodness that I'm gonna believe in One more time Copyright 2018 by Val Degas Degas, Helga, whose name I can't remember right now, and John Chisholm. So if you steal this song, you are a jerk. All right. So <laughs> there's a little copyright notice, but that was the way that hook happened, right? And so, uh, why was I telling you that? Okay. Number three, take turns sharing your ideas and start in on the one that feels most agreeable. And Val and Helga and I all felt like that was okay. So number one is there's a discovery period. Number two, walk in with at least six to 10 strong ideas about what you hope to write and a handful of half written lyrics, if possible, with a great hook. And And then number three, take turns sharing your ideas and start to write the one that feels most agreeable to everyone. Now, here's number four. Often someone has an idea, they've got a hook, and they don't even know what it means. They'll throw it out, right? And like four score to the par bar. And you're like, oh, okay, that sounds really cool. Four score to the par bar, which is a scripture somewhere in, in uh, numbers or somewhere. But, you know, there, and you're like, okay, well, there's some good inner rhyme for score to the par bar. Okay, there's good inner rhyme, but what does it mean? And you're like, I don't know. It just sounds cool. <laughs> so. You sometimes you have to start with discussing the essence of the idea and whether or not you have a strong North Star hook to guide you, right? Now, I talk a lot about North Star hooks in dealing with our coaching clients because that's that's the number one place that people fail is they don't really start with a strong idea and the quality of your song will never exceed the quality of your idea. In other words, it's as important, if not more important, where you start than it is where you end up. You're never going to end up at a great place if you don't start with a great idea, the essence of something, or with a great hook. Now, sometimes you can have something on your heart. Like you just feel like the Holy Spirit is telling you the body, the church, whether it's your local church or the church worldwide, needs a new song on hope. And so you're like, hey guys, you know, or guy or girl or whoever you're co-writing with, you say, I just, I just really feel that God wants to speak a word of hope, that the church needs a great new song about hope. And so your co-writer looks at you and says, well, great. Well, what's your hook? And you go, um, um, uh, I don't know. Just, it's just, that's what I'm feeling. And so what you have in that instance is an, is the essence of an idea. You have kind of a generalized direction that you think you want to write in or something that's sort of on your heart. Maybe you've been going through it. Maybe you need some more hope. Maybe you need a breakthrough of hope in your life. And that's just what you're thinking about the most right now. So that's kind of what you bring up, but you don't really have a great hook. And so then what do you do? You spend time developing a hook. You don't just start writing words. I mean, I don't think you would. I wouldn't. I would be like, okay, what's a great hook then? You know, hooked on hope. You got some alliteration. You've got some H's and some O's. <laughs> you know, you have something to to begin. Or like hanging our hearts on hope or hope for the hopeless or hope in the howling wind. I don't know. I'm just making that up. But you know, you, you 
deal with, you, you know, get your pencil out for crying out loud and jot down 25 different ways to approach hope. Or maybe you don't even use the word hope. Maybe that's not even in there. Maybe you just approach it from the back door and I'm drawing a blank on what to, you know, suggest in that, but maybe you don't use the word hope, but you just draw this fantastic picture of hope. I think of Laura Story's great song on blessings, right? About the blessings in disguise. What a fantastic way uh, to talk about the trials and the, it's kind of the back door, right? When you think of that lyric, when you think of all of those things that she talked about and listed in that song, but in the end, it made you think about your trials and your tribulations and whatever you feel are handicaps in, in your own life, it made you think about them differently, right? So that's kind of a, a good example of what I'm talking about. So number four is to start by discussing the essence of the idea and then decide whether or not you have a great North Star hook to guide you home. And then number five, once you agree on the hook, I just suggest that you start with the chorus and reverse engineer the the song, unless you've got a lyric start with some strong lines or a musical motif that brings some musical direction. But almost without fail, when I'm in a co-write, we'll write the chorus first. If we have a, like one more time uh, that I just sang a moment ago with Helga and Val, it's, uh, and I'm hoping her, Helga's name comes to me by the end of the show. Helga, I'm so sorry. But anyway, if, uh, you know, so we sat there and because we knew we wanted to to write the song called One More Time. And because I had said so many different phrases, I don't think they'd written them down, but we kind of worked on them. You know, one more time, I'm going to bring you my burden. One more time, I'm going to lay it all down, etc. So we worked on that chorus, and then we reverse engineered and went back and made the verses support the chorus. And so that's really just what you call supporting or crafting, rather, a song. Okay, that's where the craft comes in. We were inspired by the hook that I just prayed out all those different times, not even knowing I was doing it. But then we used our abilities. We used the craft that we've developed to write what I think is going to be a song that'll be recorded someday. And if you try to claim that you wrote it, you are going to jail, bud. So don't even try that. But anyway, once you agree on the hook, start with a chorus and reverse engineer the song, unless you've got something already written in your verses, et cetera. And then you can decide, okay, what are we going to do with it? Okay, number six, uh, I was going to demonstrate starting with a chorus. That's in my notes for number six, and I've already done that. Okay, let's see. Begin to refine the chorus while jotting down ideas for the verses. Number seven, record the chorus, melody, and lyric idea before moving on to the verses so you don't forget them. I don't know how many times I've been in a co-write. We get so excited about the chorus, and then we get started on the verses, and then somebody says, now how did that chorus go? And then instantly, it's like it's like little little demons just jump in the co-write room and jerk every memory of that chorus right out of everybody's head. It's just stupid. And so then you got to do spiritual warfare and get it all back. But anyway, you want to record. Once you get a great chorus idea, you want to record it on your phone before moving along. All right. And then number eight, banter the verse lyric starting 
point back and forth until you land on a great opening line. Remember that your opening line is just crucial. It's the top of that focus funnel that we talk about sometimes, funneling down from the broadest opening line into the most climactic, incredible chorus anybody's ever heard on the planet, right? And so banter the verse lyric starting point. Like, where do we want to start this thing? What's a great way to intrigue people into this song? What's a great way to get them interested in it and and capture their attention? Remember that every line, you're fighting for the listener's attention. Every single line, you're fighting for their attention. You've got to work hard to keep people engaged with your song. It's a sin to be boring. And number nine, refine the verse lyric and the near melody and then craft the second verse symmetrically, paying attention to the syllable count and where the emphasis falls in the lines in your first verse. I was working with one of my clients this morning on a Zoom call, and we were literally counting on our fingers the syllables in the second verse and trying to make them match the first verse because she had written an amazing first verse and a really good second verse, but she hadn't paid a lot of attention to the syllabic is that even a word? The syllabic count, the count of syllables. And uh, the emphasis was falling on the wrong syllable, of course. And so uh, I worked with her to just see something very, very simple. Use your fingers and count out those syllables. So number 10, discuss whether a bridge is necessary. And remember that the purpose of a bridge is to refresh your chorus. It's not to become another verse. It's not to become a different chorus. It's really only there to refresh the original chorus and to make it just really a pop again, right? Number 11, complete a full work tape on both of your devices. Number 12, if you haven't already, make sure you decide the writer splits. It can be different for everyone, but for years, decades now, anyone that I work with is 50-50 words and music. No matter even if I walk in with a full lyric and we just co-write the music, I just almost without fail it's a 50-50 split and they get credit for lyrics, I get credit for music and we just do that for ease. You know, the pennies you split by trying to get 60% of a song aren't worth it. So, anyway, that's the way I do it pretty much. And then uh, number 13, discuss the next appointment and the demo and tidy up the room before you go. Pick up your coffee cups, don't leave trash on the floor and be sure and turn the light off when you leave. All right, let me go over those really quickly again. Number one, there's always a discovery period where you decide, okay, who's in charge or how are we going to split this power? in this room and you got to get that settled for yourself and and come up with that pattern if you're going to be writing with this person more than once. And then number two, now that you've got a co-write on the calendar, walk in with six to 10 strong ideas about what you hope to write and a handful of half-written lyrics if you possibly can. Number three, take turns sharing your ideas and start in on the one that feels most agreeable. I told you the story of one more time. And number four, start with discussing the essence of the idea and whether or not you even have a strong North Star hook to guide you safely to harbor. Number five, once you agree on the hook, start with the chorus and reverse engineer the song unless you've already got a strong lyrical start with some lines or a musical motif. Number six was demonstrate starting with a chorus somehow, and I've already, I did that a moment ago with one more time, and you begin to refine the chorus while jotting down ideas for the verses. Number seven, record the chorus 
melody and lyric before moving on to the verses so you don't forget it. Number eight, banter the verse lyric starting point back and forth until you land on a great opening line, remembering that it's crucial and you've got to start in a great place or nobody's going to care and they're going to be bored before they ever get to your chorus. Number nine, basically refine the verse lyric and your working melody and then craft the second verse symmetrically. Pay attention to the syllables and uh, make sure that it all the emphasis falls in the right place, in the same places that it did in your first verse. Number 10, discuss whether a bridge is necessary. Number 11, complete a full work tape on both of your phones or your laptops or whatever you're working with. And number 12, if you haven't already, make sure you decide writer splits. And number 13, discuss your next appointment and put all coffee cups in the trash. Well, there you have it. Those are kind of the basics of co-writing. And we'll have some more podcasts about co-writing in the future. I want to get Chrissy Nordoff on the show. She wasn't able to join us this week. And I already wanted to talk about co-writing because a lot of people are wondering, a lot of people are asking, how does this work? How can I get in on it? And Chrissy was at our NCS weekend intensive back in March and the one we just had in June. She's amazing. And she's she wrote uh, co-wrote Your Great Name with Michael Neal. And her songs have been recorded by Darlene Check, Mandisa, Natalie Grant, and a bunch of other great people. She had 30 songs recorded last year. She wrote like 300. She's an integrity music songwriter. And she's a great, lovely, awesome person. And she said she'd be on the show, but she just couldn't this week because she was teaching at another conference this week. But she has some brilliant things about co-writing that I know you will enjoy. So sometime later this year, as soon as we can get Chrissy on the show, we'll have her come in and bring her view on co-writing. And she has this cool test. I'm going to, should I do this? I don't know. If you go to chrissynordoff.com forward slash test, she has, I'll put this in the show notes, and uh, she has this personality test, like what kind of co-writer are you? And Chrissy, here's a big shout out to you. Thank you for being at the intensive and bringing your lovely self and all that you have that is so brilliant to share with us. And so here's a little payback. I'm sending people to your website, Chrissy Nordoff, that's N-O-R-D-H-O-F-F, K-R-I-S-S-Y-N-O-R-D-H-O-F-F.com forward slash test. And you can take her test about what kind of co-writer are you. And uh, it's pretty revealing and it's pretty awesome. So this is just a big shout out to Chrissy and Eric. We love you guys. Thanks for being part of the NCS coaching team and just being in our world. We love you and we want to thank you. So that's the show for today. I hope that this, all these insights on co-writing have been very helpful to you and uh, as well as entertaining and fun because that's a big value. That's a great value for me. And uh, these things are always pretty raw and unedited, but oh well, you get what you get at the Song Revolution. And hopefully it's really encouraging and helpful. I want to give a big shout out and thanks to Bryant Urich, who is our podcast producer. And you can reach Bryant at Bryant at U-R-I-C-H dot co. I think that's right. I hope so. Bryant, put your uh, put your uh, email in the show notes. But Bryant is is available. He's a great guy. We love Bryant. He's a great part of the NCS team. And he is a podcast crazy man. So if you're looking for podcast help these days, give Bryant a shout at Bryant, that's with a T, Brian with a T at U-R-I-C-H dot co. And he'll get you fixed right up. Well, that's been our show for 
today. Thank you for spending a little time with us here at Nashville Christian Songwriters Song Revolution Podcast. You guys have a great day, and I'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to the show today. I'm blown away with the encouragement and inspiration that every guest brings, and today was certainly no different. If you want even more encouragement and inspiration to take your songwriting to the next level, be sure to check out NCS membership over on our site at NashvilleChristianSongwriters.com. We're all about empowering you to become the best Christian songwriter that you can be. And NCS membership is simply the fastest and easiest way to get there. Become the songwriter that you were born to be by joining NCS membership today. I'll see you next time on the Song Revolution Podcast.